Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. And this podcast is a place where I talk about all things kindergarten. I pick a topic or topics for the week, and then I just give my thoughts and opinion, my learning on it. Um, I love this space as a space for reflection and a space for professional reflection so that, you know, everything that I say during this podcast it's up for debate. It's up for like change. It's up for, you know, learning something new. And so I want to make sure and ensure that I put that out there every podcast episode that just because this is how I think it should be done now or how I think, you know, the research is telling us how to do something or whatever it might be, like know that as professionals, like we should be up for professional debates, for professional learning and for knowing more and doing better. So I want to make sure I throw that out there. Um, I was listening to something on the radio and I completely forget what it was about. But basically the gist of it being like, it's really hard to admit when you're wrong, like just in general, not even for teaching. And, you know, especially when the stakes are so high, admitting that you're wrong just becomes even harder. And I'm This is like my safe space of talking about those things and talking about, you know, if I do, um, you know, come across some new piece of evidence or some new learning and I was wrong about something, I'm not ashamed of the fact that I was wrong. I'm not, um, you know, looking back in like, not fear, but in in shame, I guess I would be the word that I would use in shame as to what I was doing before. Instead, I'm proud of myself for learning something new and doing better in the future. So I want to put that out there, make sure that everybody who is listening knows that, you know, um, our research and and our understanding of early childhood development is changing at all times. We're learning more about how children learn how to read and we learning more about how, you know, children develop and, you know, we take in this new information and it's an exciting opportunity to do better. And so, yeah, this podcast is never, well, it kind of is like a a stagnant space because like I can't go back and like redo podcast episodes. Like I can't edit a podcast episode after it's out there, but I can you know, make new episodes about new learning or change my opinions or move forward. And there are podcast episodes in the past where I probably would listen back and be like, oh, that's not even how I would do it anymore. So just throwing that out there. Um, a really long introduction to say that um, I love learning and growing and I hope you do too. And hopefully that's why you're listening to this podcast. But uh, this week's episode is going to be about that learning and growing with our kindergarten class this um, past a week, I think, of our school year. And yeah, let's just jump on into it. Uh, first of all, we started off our school year really strong with routines and schedules and ensuring that our students knew the classroom expectations and reinforcing those expectations, practicing routines, going over them, you know, singing songs with them about those routines, doing everything I thought would be the correct way to teach these rules and routines to our classroom. And boy, oh boy, did it fall apart within like, I don't know, like not even two months of the school year. We were finding that things in our classroom were getting broken, especially books were being mistreated. Things were disappearing into backpacks or were being Um, broken or damaged. Uh, 
classroom routines were a struggle, like getting kids to tidy, getting kids to line up, doing any kind of whole group lesson um, where kids had to listen to something. It was constant interruptions, constant, and I say was, I'm not saying this is any different after a week. Um, And it was just exhausting to say the least. My teaching partner and I were talking about just like, how tired we were at the end of the day because we just have to keep repeating the same rules, the same instructions over and over and over again, no matter how we said it, no matter how we rephrased it, no matter how we talked to our students about it. It just seemed like nothing um, kind of stuck. So we were trying to figure out like, what do we do? It's almost like we need to go back to day one of kindergarten and start at the beginning. And then we realized that like, yeah, that's exactly what we need to do. We need to go back to day one. So I'm not saying that this will work for everybody. I'm not even saying that this was the right way to do it. I don't know how else we would have done it. I'm really open to suggestions and, you know, um, other ways that uh, educators have done this in the past or are doing it with their students. We said, well, we're not even going back to day one. We're going to to before day one and we're completely we're we're hitting a hard reset on our classroom and so before students would come in and our year one students our jk students would find a space on our floor we don't have a carpet because of covid right now but we there was spaces on our floor we had even tried putting sit spots um like pieces of tape where um, the custodians were okay with us putting a piece of tape on the floor and we had spots where the kids could sit and they were down for one period and they got ripped up. And so we said, well, they can't even handle the sit spots right now. So um, our JK students used to sit on the floor and our SK students used to sit at a table and we decided that we were going to do assigned seating. And I have never ever done assigned seating in kindergarten. And, but we had to. We had each of our kids name tracers out at a chair. They were told to find their name tracer and to remember where they were sitting because that's where they were going to be going back to at every point during the day where they needed to sit down. And we went through the morning and we explained. We, My teaching partner and I um, acted out how to use markers. We acted out how to read a book. We acted out... Um, how to do the the name tracers. We acted out how to trace and not scribble all over a page. All of those pieces, we sat there and we did, you know, a morning meeting that was far longer than we have ever done before. And every time a student interrupted, we talked about not interrupting. We talked about how, you know, it's very difficult for us to teach and it's so distracting for our friends. And we just went through every rule, routine, and expectation we could possibly think of. And we like practiced it all day. And we just kept going over those. And every time a student, um, I didn't want to say like didn't follow the rules, but like basically didn't follow the rules or like misremembered a routine or whatever, we made them restart it over again. So if they went to line up and they ran to the lineup, we said, you have to come back. You have to do that again. And you have to do that with walking feet. It's not it's like we talked about making safe choices. Um, we talked about the difference between being at home and at school and how 
Um, when we're at home, maybe we can lie down and roll around on the floor, but when we're at school, that's not safe. You know, if all 26 of our students like lie down and rolled on the floor, like there'd be no space in our classroom for anybody to walk. Um, we talked about all those things. I had also read the book, my mouth is a volcano with them to talk about interrupting and give them that visual and try to uh, bring that understanding to them. Um, I'm not sure if the ones that are constantly interrupting quite got the message, but we'll see. And so we did a whole group all day with our students because every step along the way, we stopped and we went over the rules and expectations for it. I have never spent a whole group day with my students before in all, like not even just this year, in all of my years of kindergarten, I've never done that but it was something that was so needed for our students and it was one day in the grand scheme of things it was one day I um and it really helped solidify some of that understanding for our students so they all got the same activity in the morning and they had to complete all that activity and then show us that they had completed that activity instead of just, you know, scribbling all over the page and then, you know, crumpling it up or putting it on the floor. Like we, we had to even talk about like, we can't just like leave our things everywhere and leave them all over the floor. And we had to have a discussion about like how we put pencils back in a container. Like, I mean, we had to go over everything with our class And then after we spent the whole day together, the next day we put out activities with really simple, simple materials. And these were paper activities because again, we are teaching our students how to treat the materials in our classroom. And we were just not there yet in trusting them to be able to use our dramatic play toys. We weren't there trusting them to use the building toys when they were just wrecking everything and just being really disrespectful with the materials in our classroom so for me if you're going to not use a material properly like you're not going to get to use it that's the natural consequence that is attached to that you know you're running in the classroom while you get to miss out on whatever it is until you can walk in the classroom all of those natural consequences we were just reinforcing them consistently over that full day and then the next day we reinforced it again we were back to doing our self-regulated centers free choice centers where our students were allowed to pick where they wanted to go and they um got to pick different activities and all that kind of stuff and they did much better that day and we talked about treating all of our materials respectfully and again they were getting better and to the point that on that was Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, we went back to, you know, our regular centers that we would have out with all of the different play materials and, you know, exploration. It wasn't everything that we would normally have out. Like, I think we we had closed the sandbox for a day because, again, they were just dumping all of the sandbox filler onto the floor. And, you know, we didn't have the art center open because they were just, like, breaking the paintbrushes. Like, it, it was just, we're just slowly reintroducing um, all the materials back to our class. Um, so I make this podcast episode just to say like the rules and routines of your classroom are like the foundation of everything that happens throughout the day. If you do not have those rules and routines very well established with your students and those expectations 
are not constantly reinforced. Like you're just going to have just chaos in your classroom. Like things are not going to go smoothly. You won't be able to have those self-regulated centers. Students will not do their best learning and it's just going to be a really rough day. And so really thinking if you're having um, a harder time with your students, think about how you can go back and reinforce those. With our students, we thought, you know, because we have our JK students sitting on the floor so that they're close to us, they can hear us and all that kind of stuff. And we thought having them at the floor was the best idea for them. And so we tried, you know, um, modeling how that looks. We tried doing sit spots. We tried correcting and it's just not working. Like our JK students are not able to sit at the floor or carpet area and pay attention to a lesson or pay attention to instructions or whatever we might be doing, pay attention to a book. They're, they're just not able to do it. So instead we've moved that everybody just sits at a table and we pick where you're going to sit at the table because that was another thing that we were finding is that students are not finding places to sit where they can be their best learner. They're getting distracted by their friend next to them. And so that's something that we're continuing to do moving forward is we're picking their spots for them so that, you know, they're learning how to sit and listen to a teacher or an educator while they are speaking, which is, you know, not something that I've necessarily had to explicitly teach before. And um, we've noticed that a lot of our students do need explicit instruction on how to act in a classroom. Um, We've had conversations about like how in previous years, um, we've had year two students that have had the experience of being in a classroom, have had the experience of knowing the rules and routines and so they were able to model for our year one students you know what that looks like and we were able to call on them to be leaders in our classroom and we just don't have that this year with COVID last year and with the fact that we have a class that is mostly made up of students that were doing online learning last year we don't have a core group of students that were at school and the students that were at school last year are maybe not our best role models for our students. So we don't have that core group of students that we, you know, not that we don't worry about them or that we like that we usually in past years, it's just, you know, our SK students, they just know what to do and you don't have to constantly tell them what to do. It's usually just the JKs you're focused on, you know, establishing those rules and routines with. And this year, it's our whole class. We have a 26, basically, we have 26 um, year one students. And it can be exhausting at times. So we just hit, we hit the big reset button. And hopefully that helps our students learn. And so they're not just constantly, us as educators, just constantly um, telling them what to do and, you know, um, correcting them constantly. So I'm really hoping that that um, helped us some and that our students are ready and this week that they're really ready to learn and do their best at school and be, you know, productive members of a classroom environment. And yeah, we are also having a lot of, and so I talk about this openly because I think that this is a lot, like I cannot be the only one that is having um, different difficulties I don't want to say it's issues I don't it's just different 
um, challenges in the classroom this year than I've had in previous years. And even comparing it to the other classrooms that are at the school, um, just funnily, we were talking about how we need to teach our students, you know, the basic routines of the classroom. And one of the other kindergarten educators from another room, she's like, yeah, I had to tell them, you know, when we put away scissors, we have to make sure we're putting the scissors with the handles up instead of the blades up so that when, you know, the next student goes in, I'm like, oh, your kids can put away scissors. That's nice. Like our students like can't even, like we're not even able to use scissors appropriately yet. I'm like, so is it, I don't think it's just us. Right now it's just us at our school. But it can't be just me in um, this kindergarten land that is having these kinds of issues or challenges with students. Um, and so I just want to throw it out there that, you know, teach the students that you have, not the students you expected to have. Teach to the, like, um, plan and implement a program that is appropriate for your students at this time. You know, don't look to what other teachers are doing on social media or, you know, what student, what other teachers are doing and even in your own building, really plan and implement a program that meets the needs of your students and, you know, figure out what works and what doesn't work for them. And so I think that that, that's, that, that, that is so important. And so I wanted to share a little bit of the experience have the experience um, that we are having. Again, I don't think that there is anything bad or wrong with our students. I think it's just the classroom dynamic that we have, the structure of students that we have and how like those students have come to school and their previous experiences that have just like come together in a way that has made it just more difficult to um, start the year off as I have in the past. And so again, teaching to those students, we are planning and implementing a program that is appropriate to them. And yeah, one thing that is working really well, and so because I want to end this on a positive note, because I think that that's really important. I don't want to be like, this isn't me complaining about our class or anything like that. It's just like relating a personal experience. One more thing before we I go to the positive experience. We are also having a ton of bathroom accidents in our classroom. It seems to get worse by the end of the week. I'm not sure exactly why I const I'm constantly reminding students to go to the washroom, you know, as soon as we come in in the morning at regular intervals throughout the day, I have like a group of like, I want to say like at least five, six, maybe five to 10 students that I remind constantly to go use the bathroom. And even if, even when I'm giving reminders, those students are still having accidents. And so it's just another like wrench that gets thrown into our day that now I have to stop everything I'm doing and help, you know, get a change of clothes for a student um, get a bag to put dirty clothes in, make sure that they're changing and then washing their hands. And, you know, that whole process takes a long time. So I feel like, you know, when we're having four accidents a day and our students are, you know, um, not able to independently, like just go into the bathroom and get changed, you know, like that just like throws another level of difficulty into the classroom. And again, I, I don't want to say difficulty because it's, 
developmentally, like that's where the students are at, but it's just, it is a reality of our classroom that, you know, um, it's it just, I don't get as much done throughout the day as I would love to, because I'm, that's what I'm taking care of in that moment, because that's what my students need in that moment. But, um, yeah, I just want to throw it out there again that like, you know, even our best laid plans, they don't always work. And that that is okay. We're in kindergarten, we're in kindergarten land and we do what we need to do for our students. But again, ending on a positive note, because I think that that's really important. One of the routines that we did establish um, in the past few weeks is our phonics and literacy routine. Our phonics routine seems to be working amazingly well for our students. I've talked about it in the past. I will put a link to that podcast episode or that YouTube link, whatever I whatever I can find for you. Um, uh, again, our students were a lot of students that maybe were not attending last year, were online learning last year, and are like our again what I would expect our students to be able to do coming into kindergarten or their second year of kindergarten is not what we're seeing. So we are establishing a really um, because phonics is like the foundation for reading and writing, and they can't read and write until they have a strong phonics foundation. We're also working on our phonological awareness skills all of those pieces and we're have established a great phonics routine that seems to be working so well we start off every day reviewing all previously um, learned letters and sounds and so i have a little ring with all of the pictures of the um letter sounds on them and a picture of the beginning sound of something so like an s has a sock on it and so we go through all of the previously learned letters of the day of the that we've learned and we go through the sounds we are using the jolly phonics songs and actions to help our students remember them um in case you're looking for them there's a playlist on spotify with all of the jolly phonics songs on them i have a spotify subscription i don't know if they're anywhere else but because they're on spotify i'm able to um put them all in there and I've created like our kindergarten playlist so I've added all of the songs that we've learned and then once we have gone through all of our letter sounds that we've previously learned we can add in the new letter sound of the day now this takes a while but for whatever reason this is the part of our school day that our kids are most engaged in for whatever reason I think it's because there's song and singing and song and singing involved <laughs> singing involved there's songs and singing involved and there's actions involved and there's visuals because we use a powerpoint presentation to reinforce the letter sounds they're able to participate I think it's just because it's so interactive they're so excited about it and because they're being they're successful in it it's also really exciting so um that has been a real success for us i think that all like all of our students not all i shouldn't say all but most of our students now know all of the letters and letter sounds that we have done since the beginning of the school year right now we are able to get two letter sounds done a week we were hoping to do like four a week with like friday being a big review day but um our students can't really handle four a week so we're doing two a week right now and somebody said something go as slow as you need to or something like that and we're going as we're going is it says go as slow but as fast as you need to i forget what the term was but it was something along the lines of that and i was like yeah we're going as fast as we can but as slow as they need it because we don't want to rush through the letter sounds and then like they don't know them so 
Um, this phonics routine seems to be working wonders with our students, our students that I didn't think would be learning letter sounds, um, this easily are thriving with this. And it's really amazing to watch and to see and to hear the changes in them and how they're beginning to be able to start to sound out words and write words, um, because of it. So, uh, having a really well-established phonics routine is so imperative to help and phonics and phonological awareness. I shouldn't um, negate phonological awareness. Are we use Hegarty for that? And that has been a lifesaver this year. Again, I will link uh, podcast episodes to our literacy routines because I've talked about it so much in the past. I don't want to reiterate everything, but it has been so fantastic to watch our students learn and grow through this and start understanding how reading and writing works and like those little light bulb moments. So that in all of the chaos that is our kindergarten room at the moment, that is like my shining light that, you know, uh, there is definitely hope because our students are making such huge improvements, like leaps and bounds of improvements in this area. So I'm really proud of them for that. And I tell them constantly just how proud of I, I am for that. And it's even our year one students that are really thriving with this. And so I just want to make sure I reiterate the importance of a um, structured literacy um instruction part of your day how imperative that is for all your students to learn I was again and this is not to shame any educators ever but I saw another thread in a kindergarten Facebook group somewhere along the line where people were asking like how are you teaching phonological awareness and phonics and somebody said you know I just love teaching that in or in or in an organic way in the classroom when it comes up and I, I almost responded to it, but I didn't. I, you know, we're all in different places in our learning, but it's, it's not all students can learn in that way. And it's doing a disservice to those students that need a very structured and explicit learning in reading areas. And if we, you know, we have, if we follow the good for one, good for all model, if explicit and um, structured phonics routine is going to be good for one student. It's going to be good for all students. And I want to make sure that all my students are successful. And so just doing it in an organic way when it comes up through play in the classroom is not going to meet the needs of all of my students. I know it's not, uh, especially this year, it's not going to happen. And so having this routine in place, these explicit routines in place, oh, the, the learning that's happening this year has just been unbelievable. And I've really enjoyed it. So yeah, I wanted to make sure that I ended this on a positive note. And that's my positive note that, you know, um, we have a great phonics and phonological awareness routine that is being really successful and, you know, um, showing a lot of changes in our students. But yeah, let me know how is your start of the school year going and by start of the school year, like we're in month two of the school year. So how is month two of the school year going for you? Have you had challenges and difficulties with within your class that you've had to overcome that you've had to problem solve? What have you done? Let me know. I'm always open to more suggestions. Again, you know what we did, the hard reset that we did might not be what is right for all educators, what is what is right for all students. 
Um, it's just one of the ways that we thought would work for our students. And so far it has helped tremendously. So hopefully we're able to continue that into the new week this week. Um, let me know what you have done that has worked really well. Visuals don't seem to work very well for our students. They need a lot of support, like, um, auditory support. Is that the right word? Like they need like me, us, an educator constantly telling them like, they, we constantly get asked, like, do you have gym? Do we have gym today? Even though we have a visual schedule that we have put up and that we refer to often, <laughs> we still get the constant questions about when's gym, when's snack, when's this, when's that. Um, so I don't know if visuals are the way to go for our students necessarily. Um, but yeah, I'm open. What have you done? What have you found to be really successful? Reach out to me over on Instagram or through my blog. I will put the link for that in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. I would love, you know, even if you just want to commiserate with me and like share and just to get it off your chest. I don't know if I will have any advice for you at this point because I feel like I have tried everything. Um, so I don't know if I'll have advice, but if you just need to get it off your chest and you want to just reach out to me, I'm always here for that. If you have any suggestions for me, I'm here for that. Um, you can send me a DM on Instagram, send me an email through my blog, whatever you need to do. If you send me Facebook messages through Facebook, I don't know what is going on with Facebook. I cannot get messages. I can, I can tell that people have sent messages and sometimes they reappear randomly, but like, it's not a very reliable way to get through to me just because I find that that Facebook messenger through like the messenger app and through Facebook is just no good. I don't know what is going on with that. I don't know if it's just me. I, I can't get my messages. So if you have reached out to me through Facebook, just know that I have no idea where that message is. I can't find them. No matter how many times I've tried on my phone or on my desktop, I can't find them. But yeah, I'm always over on my Instagram. I try to share posts daily. I'm usually in my stories as well. And yeah, I'm just really hoping that you have a great start to your week. And I put out almost new podcast episodes every Tuesday. I say that, but then I didn't put out one last week. It was my mom's 60th birthday and we had a surprise party for her. So I was away at that. My parents, I live near Toronto. My parents live near Montreal. So I was um, at that 60th birthday surprise party for her. And by party, like it wasn't a huge party, but I did want to go down and see um, my mom and my sisters and my dad for my mom's 60th. And so I just didn't have time to do a podcast episode last week. So if ever there isn't a podcast episode for the week, usually there's a reason for that. But um, I try to have podcast episodes out every Tuesday. And I really want to thank you so much, especially if you have listened all the way to the end of this rambling podcast episode. I really appreciate that you are here and I hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye.